Hello, I'm Rhea Soderberg. And I'm Jessica Mallory. Welcome to The Crowded Table, where we are exploring the fullness and variety of Christian womanhood and all that that means. How are you, Rhea? I'm fine. (laughs) Today, we are discussing the blessings, pitfalls, and chore of cooking. Yeah. We want to talk about... um, the fun parts, the really pleasant parts of cooking, as well as the challenges. Um, so, Rhea, why don't you kind of share, like, you have actually a fun story as far as how you came to love cooking and kind of your introduction to cooking yes. as a child. I think you should share that. Okay. So, I started cooking when I was about... Well, full-time started cooking when I was about 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a big family. As I mentioned before, I am the second oldest of 11 kids, so a lot of mouths to feed. Um, but I have been cooking with my mom in the kitchen for as long as I can remember. So I think I was like two with my first cooking memory mm-hmm. of watching my mom make stuff and helping. Um, and both of my grandmothers were amazing cooks, and they taught me a lot, and I cooked with them. So yeah, at about age 12, I started regularly cooking one meal a day for the family. And by about age 14, I took over cooking for the family. So I have been cooking three meals a day for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Or packing. Or packing. Yes. I've had a lot of moves. So yes, or packing. So we um packing meals oh packing like meals children's, you thought you, oh. children's lunches <laughs> yes or packing lunches that's true yes. that you meant like you packed packing. a lot of boxes like, too <laughs> well when you move 38 times it does happen but yes okay so um yeah so i have been definitely packing a lot of lunches in the last 10 years while our kids or longer actually it's been yeah it's been 11 years hmm. our kids have been going to school now packing their lunches Um, anyway, so yeah, that's a little bit of the background for me. We, um, had, you know, big family, small budget, right? Mm -hmm. For Mm -hmm. a lot of mouths to feed. So we had lots of steak and potatoes as in steak, as in steak bites, like from venison, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess it would be more like just meat and potatoes is what you would say. Yeah. Um, a lot of gravy. (laughs) because <laughs> that's a good staple in the yeah. winter in Montana. Um, a lot of like simple breads, quick breads, that kind of thing. So when I got married and suddenly I was just cooking for one person and myself um, and our budget was a little bit bigger, although when we were newlyweds, we had this one month where we had $10 a week spend on food oh wow it was only one month (laughs) but we had spent all of our money on family for christmas oh (laughs) like all of it (laughs) and so so we had it was it was so Mm. funny i think that was the first time that i ever first and only time i ever bought corn dogs or something like that. i can't remember but anyway it was funny we made it work though we survived but uh yeah we had more of a budget for food and uh, of course, being a new bride, you want to please your husband, so you ask for the his mom's recipes. Mm-hmm. And so I got to start making some of those. And I have always loved cooking. It's always been a passion of mine. But it wasn't until after I got married 
that the real world of cooking and baking opened up. Mm-hmm. So, and then it really became a passion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. And something, I don't think you mentioned this, but your childhood, you were often cooking on a wood stove. Oh, yes. Yes, I was. So, so yeah. we didn't have electricity or running water. Mm-hmm. So I cooked on a antique. It was like a hundred year old wood cook stove, and we hauled in water from a hand pump. Yep. And that is how I cooked. I stood over that stove one July. It had to be a hundred degrees outside, <laughs> and I made fried chicken oh, for man. I think it was probably twenty five people. Oh my goodness! Yes, and I was just drenched <laughs> by the time I was done. Want to talk about a workout, cook fried chicken for 25 people yes. over a stove in July. Yes. yes. When I remember the first winter when we moved onto that property without electricity. So I was 13. I was just dying for some homemade rolls. Mm. So I took our hand mill, not an electric one. <laughs> this is an antique hand flour mill and I it took me an hour to grind by hand enough flour to make rolls for dinner and I was so satisfied it was such a satisfying thing Mm -hmm. you know you you have this you're working hard I mean this pioneer I could I was I was channeling Ma Ingalls (laughs) and completely you know made they were gone in like two seconds you know, seven, I it, seven boys, seven boys. I probably spent a total of four hours, you know, with the rising and the punching down and the rising again, and then, and then baking them in this, you know, wood stove. And yeah, they were gone in like five minutes. And I think that that was my first, like, I wasn't upset about it, but I remember having that feeling of like, this is what it's about. Yeah. You know, it, it is, it is hard work to put good food on the table and it has gone so fast. It is fleeting. It is fleeting. And you have to be okay with that. Yeah. And there was something inside of me that just, I delighted to feed the people that I loved. Mm-hmm. And it was okay if, yeah. you know, yeah, <laughs> if it took that long and was there that short. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I will just say, Rhea makes the best food on camping trips. Oh. So, like, she knows her way around a campfire and, <laughs> like... <laughs> And in a modern kitchen, I will just say it too. <laughs> yeah, but with, with an electric stove, she can't do a spot. <laughs> no, she's skilled with all of it. But yeah. Oh, it is a passion. I do love it. So how about you, Jess? What's your yeah. cooking background? So um, I had grandmas and actually a great grandma too, who I got to cook with. Mm. Um, I cooked a ton with my mom just because that was, you know, obviously you live in your mother's home and... Um, Definitely lots of opportunity for cooking with her. But I also have really sweet memories of cooking with my grandmas. Um, one of my earliest memories actually is making cinnamon rolls mm-hmm. with my great-grandma. Me too, only it wasn't great-grandma. It was okay. just grandma. Pies and cinnamon rolls. Yeah, yeah. We have we actually have a picture of um, my brother and I with our little aprons on making, making cinnamon rolls with my great-grandma. Um, but... Um, so I'm I'm the oldest of six, and um, really at a pretty early age, my mom was teaching us how to cook. Um, she taught me how to make whole wheat bread when I was nine, and when I was 11, 
I won a blue ribbon for it at the <gasps> county fair. And, <laughs> um, I mean, that was, that was good bragging rights for an 11 year old. I bet it was. <laughs> <laughs> I want to frame that actually and put it in my kitchen. You should. And, yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> um, so, um, I will say though, even though my mom was great at teaching us how to cook, something that I did not really get, like really grasp, I guess, until, um, I was married was what it was to cook for a family day in, day out, three Mm -hmm. meals a day. So, um, you know, I frequently helped a lot with dinners. I would sometimes just make dinner, but it was never 100% my thing until I moved out of the home. Um, and I was really, that was, that was a source of overwhelm for me, um, as a new bride. Um, just feeling like, you know, okay, this is my job. This is my responsibility, but three times a day, yeah, every single day. It's not just the cooking it, right? It's the prep, cleaning up, planning. It's the cleaning up. It's yeah. Yeah. There's a lot involved around cooking for our families and keeping them fed. Yeah, there is. And I will just say too, very early on in our marriage, um, God blessed us with a baby and there was morning sickness. <laughs> and so I got to figure out how to try to be in the kitchen consistently when everything made me feel sick. Right? <laughs> so it just, it was challenging. And um, I can't remember exactly when it was, but um, Ray and I, certainly we knew each other and we were friends when I was first married. Um, but there was a point at which we really bonded and I can't mm-hmm. remember I want to say maybe that was like two years into that's what I was thinking too married. it was right around that two-year mark yeah and I mean that's actually a story in and of itself just about <laughs> like so what does it what does it take to start to really connect with someone and yes I mean God it just it's really sweet honestly the way God um drew us closer together but um I remember right around that time um recognizing that Rhea did a wonderful job with feeding people Um, and just, um, and I know that it wasn't, but it seemed effortless and she seemed to have so much joy around it. And, um, I knew that I needed to get more joy (laughs) around this thing that I needed to do every single day for my family. And, um, I think the thing that struck me the most was she really saw cooking as an opportunity for creativity. Um, and she encouraged me to, you know, when you go to the grocery store, get a new ingredient mm-hmm. and try something new. I had not um, strayed from probably, you know, 10 basic recipes um, pretty much the first year to two years of our marriage. And it had just become very much a thing that, like, I was checking off a list. Mm -hmm. And your encouragement to, when you go to the grocery store, try a new ingredient, that really just kind of launched me into, oh my goodness, I'm doing this anyhow. Mm -hmm. I should be creative with it. I should should learn to enjoy it. And I can honestly say that now cooking is something that just, that brings me a lot of joy. Yes. Well, and now you inspire me frequently. Mm-hmm. But the things yeah. I've always felt like once that sort of clicked with you, mm-hmm. you became fearless in the kitchen. <laughs> You're like, I'm well, sh- this woman. 
<laughs> she has done all the things. Like, I am not kidding. She has done everything from, like, making her own everything. Lard. <laughs> rendered yes. lard. She has rendered <laughs> lard. She, for a while, she was making all of her own, all of the things in the kitchen. Like, her yogurt and cheeses. Yeah. And I, I will say, I took it to an extreme for a time. She did? <laughs> this is, I mean, I'm happy that she I did. did. But also, like, but we'll talk more that, about we'll this. We'll talk but, more about that. But you yeah. had that experience. And, yeah. and so that was an inspiration for me. Because it yeah. was like watching you just go from it being a struggle mm-hmm. to being something that you were like, oh my goodness, all the doors can be open. Mm-hmm. And she tried everything. You yeah. did. You went in and you just tried everything. And that's been a really fun yeah. thing to watch, but also really inspiring for me. And I mean, we're both at different places now yeah. than we were at that time. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. I yeah. mean, you were always doing something new in your kitchen. Yeah. There was always something and brewing weird. and simmering and <laughs> All and the fermenting and bubbling. In my <laughs> I think I scared people. Rhea said in a another episode, I think that I'm a closet hippie, and it's it's very true. Like, <laughs> give me give me the things to ferment in my pantry, and it just makes me happy. <laughs> Oh, give yes. me all the raw milk. Yes, like, yeah. it took it took her a while to convince me to do things like kombucha and that's true. Stuff. You were so skeptical. Yes, and Super now you were like, sketch. you do that more than I do now. Yeah, I do love making kombucha. Yeah, you you it's have really sourdough fun. bubbling away in the kitchen right now. I know yeah. that took me a little while yeah. too. And that I will also say, even though. We both now can wholeheartedly say cooking is something that brings us delight. It is still stupid hard work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it <yes>. is. <laughs> Just yes. so honest here, well, guys. That's like, like the way life is, though, right? I it mean, is. all the good things are stupid hard work. <laughs> yes. So we're not trying to make it sound like it's just, you know, snow white in the kitchen. (laughs) All the little animals come in and help. No, no, (laughs) it's, it's still a lot of blood, sweat and tears in the kitchen. And there are, there are definitely many times that I'm just like, please Papa Murphy's (laughs) for dinner. (laughs) Definitely. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. anyhow, so that's kind of both of our journeys into, um, cooking, you know, it's, it's one of those jobs that it has to be done. Um, and frequently it does fall to mom and we, we think that it's a normal and healthy thing that it usually does fall to mom. Um, it makes sense with what we're called to and with what our husbands are called to that the food would kind of be our domain. And that's not to say, um, so I will just mention that especially with me being in midwifery school, my husband has done a lot of cooking mm. in the last two years, and I am so grateful for it. And he has done it cheerfully and, like... He's a good cook, too. And he's a he good really cook. Is, yeah. yeah, he and Rhea both, they're just very inventive and creative. Like, I I tend to follow recipes, and they just make, hate make them up. for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> Not literally, but... <clears throat> yeah. And that's the way Ransom is. He comes up with some really fun stuff. Um, so, like... Along with us saying that generally cooking is something that just naturally is the wife and mom's thing. That's not saying that husbands and dads are not. And kids. And kids. Oh my goodness. Yes. We need to involve our kids in the kitchen. Yes, we are. Our sons and daughters need to know how to cook. How to cook and cook well. (laughs) For so many reasons. It's like a basic way of loving people. Absolutely it is. 
That's um, last night, Adeline. So, you know, I was fighting that stupid sinus infection. She was just like, Mom, just just go lay down. I'm going to take care of dinner. And she did. She made this amazing recipe from the New York Times that was uh, like a clam Italian sausage orzo pasta kale situation. I feel like I saw leftovers of that in your fridge. You did see Mm. leftovers. It was very good. (laughs) It was very good, but it it was so sweet because I showed her the recipe because I was going to make that and then just was really not up to it. And she's, I said, do you think you're up for this? Because it was, it's a stretch from what Mm -hmm. she normally does. She goes, yeah, no, I'm totally up for the challenge. And she pulled it off beautifully. She just did an amazing job. And she did it to love you. Yes. She knew that you weren't feeling well. Yes. And she, she is learning to love cooking. It's never been her passion. She likes baking more than cooking, Mm -hmm. but she, in the last couple of years, she's really grown to love it and yeah. that's been sweet and my son too he's he's yeah. getting he's I getting like good all of our boys actually have a healthy love of yes. they they all love food like all of our yes. kids actually really enjoy food yes um and in yeah yeah I'm not, I won't go down the <laughs> rabbit trail actually but um yeah I, I think all of them it, it is actually an example of if parents love something, yes, their children will love yeah. it too. Yeah. So. And honestly, so well, yes, it is. It is a chore. Um, cooking is therapy for me. Oh, one hundred. And baking is therapy. Um, yeah. It's gotten to the point that um, <laughs> so I have a couple stories to tell. So, um, when I am starting to not feel very well, mm. before I even feel symptoms. I get this hilarious nesting thing that goes on mm. and I bake and bake and bake. And my it's gotten so consistent that anytime I send over baked goods to my mother-in-law, which I do all the time, <clears throat> she says, are you not feeling well? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's And like, funny. no, no, I'm fine. I promise this is not one of my not feeling well baking yeah. things. But it's like this weird little like thing that kicks off. And now my kids do the same thing. They're like, are you feeling okay, mom? That's interesting. If I bake something. Almost like preparation for what it, is it to is. come. It is. It's like a weird it's thing. Like it's like a crazy like, awesome motherly instinct. And, it, and it's just like, I know I'm not feeling well. I know I'm probably going to be sick for a couple days. So I'm going to bake these things and just set them on the counter for you guys. It's so funny. It's just hilarious. I don't know why that yeah. is, but it's this weird thing. But for me, cooking and feeding my people, sometimes it's like, if you don't know what else to do, do that. Yes. Oh, yes. And that it goes back to learning as a child, cooking for my family. There were times when it was like, that was the main thing I could do to help the family. Mm-hmm. And you weren't there, obviously. But do you remember when Grandma and Grandpa lost their house in the house fire? Yeah, I know the story. So, yeah, you know yeah. the story, right? So... There was nothing I could do. I was literally sitting. We were neighbors with them. So I'm literally sitting in our home watching their house burn to the ground. And I could not think of what to do. So I just cooked and I baked and I made, I filled our dining room table with food. (laughs) And the firefighters walked into our home and they said, like, um, we've never been to a catered fire before. <laughs> and oh, I just, I didn't know yeah. what else to do. And I yeah. was like, they are going to come in and they're going to be cold and hungry and really sad. What time of year was it? It was in January. Okay. Yeah. It was like January 20 years ago. It was, Jonathan and I were newly engaged. 
So yeah. it was, yeah, January 20 years ago. And, um, wow. Yeah. It was just so well, funny. My uncles yeah. teased me about that for years after that. But it's like, it, I think it's such a good response though. It's like, like a knee jerk reaction. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> if things are crazy, cook. Right. <laughs> or clean. Cook, I will say, I clean. also have the response of if things are going crazy, I clean. Yes. You are more like that with the cleaning. And yeah. I envy that. I wish I was both. I wish I was like a stress cleaner. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I do feel like it's it's not just because, oh, you know, things are chaotic and, you know, right. so I need to prepare for the chaos. I think it's also like this thing that I can control. Yes. <laughs> so I yes. don't know if that's necessarily healthy, right. but it's... But, you know, it's another <clears throat> way of loving your people well. Yeah. It's another way of meeting Some that need. Some stability in the yes. midst of chaos. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's a blessing. It, it's never not a blessing to your family. Yeah. And the same, like, with the cooking. And, and you know, it's... If there's a crisis happening, I can take someone cookies yeah. or, or I can bring them a pot yeah. of soup. What do we do when there's like a tragedy in yeah. our community? We take yeah. people food. We take people food. Yeah. We clean their houses for them. We wash yeah. their laundry. There, like that is a basic way. needs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and also because we do know those things are a chore. Yeah. So yes, but you know, when you're in the midst of a really difficult season, it is a huge blessing to not have to think about what am I going to make for dinner tonight? Yeah. And that's another, you know, we've, in one of the podcasts this month, we'll be talking about uh, hospitality, Mm -hmm. and that is one of the ways to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Practicing giving food. So, um, what is your favorite thing to be cooking lately? Oh, we make so much soup in the the wintertime. In the wintertime. And honestly, it just is soothing. Um, We've all had a lot of, like, funky colds over the last little bit, and the soups have just been... So like, they're warm, they're savory, they're easy Mm -hmm. to digest. And I know that's not like flashy or anything, but that, that is like our go-to in the winter time. I also love roast vegetables in the winter time. Yes. Yum. So easy. So delicious. We actually tend to like roast veggies more than we like fresh. Like, um, I know fresh fruits and vegetables are important, but like through the winter time, a lot of it just gets roasted. Yeah, honestly, so I, I think that um, I, it really can be easier on your system, Yeah, too. It really oh, I can agree. Be. I agree. With so, all the good fats. Yes. If you have lard, roast the your veggies in lard. sugars <laughs> in, the, in the veggies as they roast yeah. down. Mm, so good. So good. Yeah. So good. I will say, um, I it's not like I'm making this consistently, but I will just throw out there... Um, I have made a lemon pudding for my kids for their birthdays. Um, it's stupid good. The last... Well, I actually started making it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember when the first time was. I've made it for an engagement party Weren't before. you guys like newlyweds? Or at least, I no. mean, we've had it. Like yeah. You've been making it as long as I've known you, I think. I think actually it was born out of trying to find a gluten-free dessert for a friend. Oh, okay. Um, So it's it's a Myers lemon pudding yeah and you put fresh whipped cream on it and um it is my so kids good. you need to you need to post that recipe I should yeah, yeah. I, I will do that I will just say too um you can do the Myers lemons which are great or you can do a combination of regular lemons and oranges Ooh. I almost like that better 
Um, I like the sweetness of the orange in this yeah, pudding. Yeah, it's almost like an orange sickle type. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. And then keep your cream not too sweet. Right. Like the contrast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyhow, it's it's delightful. I didn't realize until I started making this pudding just how simple a pudding is. And you do right. like you do have to baby it a little bit, but once you get the knack, it's just so easy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um, last year one of my boys asked me. I bring in a treat for their birthdays at mm-hmm. school. And one of my boys asked me to bring in lemon pudding mm, for his birthday. How fun. And now it's like the thing with my other son as well. So I just recently took in lemon pudding with whipped cream to a little class of third graders. Oh. And I'm just going to say <laughs> the delight on all those little faces is oh. kind of like that. That is a piece of the joy of cooking yes. for me too. Yes. Um, is just seeing how much joy it gives other people. Yes. Um, so that's a recipe I made recently. I hadn't made it in a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. But that not something I'm cooking consistently. Right. But it was a fun thing to do yeah. very recently. That's really fun. I yeah. love that. How about you? What have you been enjoying making recently? So because of where we've been at with our lives and busy and all the busy, I have been doing like some of those food subscription boxes nice and they have been a huge blessing oh it's kind of one of those things where you know that I love cooking and so I'm passionate I love trying all the things it's just it's a passion of mine but there are just certain seasons Mm -hmm. when it's harder and um I needed to get figure out a system that worked well so that my family could cook a good meal and it what it didn't have to be like canned soup or box mac and cheese if I'm out of commission or not home does eventually get kind of old it does it gets old and it's just not good for you for very long (laughs) so um we did that and we have all been loving it it's been fun because the kids can easily pull those out follow the directions um even our boarders will sometimes do that so it's been it's been great awesome having that little extra boost but lately I have been enjoying, um, like if I'm in the kitchen and being really creative, I have been enjoying um, Magnolia Table, the oh, cooking show. Yeah. And, oh, and the trying, show. Yes. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, so it's, yeah, you'll you'll love it. Nice. You'll love it. And uh, anyhow, it's so unpretentious, which is of course, yeah. which is quite I fun. Would expect There's... nothing but that. Yes, <laughs> yes. So you you'll enjoy it. But I've been following some of the recipes on there, and um, my family's been loving the fried chicken. So Ooh, yeah, that's been good. And then just doing various salads with that, various roasted vegetables. Again, mm-hmm. that's always a big hit. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And then my family just loves like rice bowls. That's another oh, yeah. really popular thing around mm-hmm. here. Um, that and tacos. What are your add-ons for a good rice bowl? We love to go super spicy. So Ooh. we go curryish, or we go really hot and spicy um, south of the border. Okay. Um, yeah, we go both ways. Nice. So and yeah, we love it. It's we we like our we actually love a lot of spice. So, okay, maybe I'm not as familiar with a rice bowl as I thought I was. When you say that you're doing a curry rice bowl, like obviously you have the rice and you have the spices, right. but what are the other ingredients that okay. you're throwing in there? So when I say I like a curry flavor, mm-hmm. I don't mean like a curry sauce. So we okay. take like curry powders, different kinds. I have a green curry powder and then I also just have some red curry powders. 
we will put that on chicken or pork and fry that up in a pan and then we'll fry up veggies with that nice and then we pile that on top of a rice and the rice is sometimes seasoned sometimes it's plain and we just build these and we lay out all the ingredients and let people build their bowl how they would like it to be so that's what I mean by a rice bowl and that may not even be technically what that's called but that's what we call them yeah and so like I said sometimes it's more Mexican influenced other times it's more Asian um yeah. We just it's a very quick and easy but my family loves it because it's customizable. So yeah. each person can add their favorite toppings yeah. and go That from works there. well for a larger group too it really does. with a lot of different tastes. I know yes. um for us like taco night or burrito night is that yes. way for the kids yeah. because literally my youngest who likes things very plain can just do beans and rice yes and my bigger kids yeah. who love flavor can pile on all the stuff yes so exactly. it's kind of a nice way yeah yeah, yeah. To, especially if you have some who are pickier eaters to yeah. just minimize that yeah. uh, complication yes both, <laughs> for the of, evening. both of my kids when they were younger and this is something we dealt with a lot they were very picky eaters and it wasn't because they were being naughty mm-hmm. they really liked plain food yeah and they would eat it well. Like my son would just eat handfuls of lettuce and they would eat handfuls that. of cabbage, cabbage and they still yes. do. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, they're just never going to eat fruits and veg. They'll devour all the fruits. Mm-hmm. Um, the, they love healthy food. They just liked plainer food. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would love to get all fancy. And that was actually a challenge for me mm-hmm. to figure, to like tone down what I wanted to do. Cause like I wanted to try all the fun recipes and all the spicy yeah crazy stuff um and I just I had to set that aside because they wanted plain dinner rolls with mm-hmm. butter yeah they didn't want something super fancy yeah and dessert was kind of the same way I wanted to do all the super fancy unique desserts and yeah so anyway that was just one way that you know learning to yep bless your family more than yeah <laughs> maybe your own personal preferences I guess yeah yeah, so. that's definitely a, there's so many things that I feel like we could talk about with cooking and, you know, the, the thing of like making sure that it's something that is genuinely blessing your family. So we, even though we both love being creative, um, we don't think that you should force your brand of creativity on your family. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are you making are going to love tofu. a, yeah, if, if you're making a gorgeous, you know, three course dinner, and no one in your family likes it. Yeah. You probably you probably need to reconsider. Yes. <laughs> your priorities. Yes. Like if your husband loves, you know, I don't know. Hot br- dogs. Hot dogs. Make the hot dogs. Make the hot dogs. Um do and, it, people. And that's not to say, like, go be creative with your hot dog. Like, right. maybe buy some fun toppings that you well, like. Well, that's honestly what kind of got us started on a lot of meals that did allow that. Mm-hmm. Because I loved the spicy and I loved all the color on my plate. And my family, including my husband, because he was more like that too. He's a lot more creative now, but for a long time. It was, you know, the plainer, simpler things. And yeah. so when I started to do that, I, I felt like it it scratched my itch of wanting to, like, have all the pretty colors on my plate and the fun mm-hmm. spices. And, um, but then it, 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 it fed their souls, too, what yeah. they wanted, what they loved. It was comfort food for them as well. And so now they're all far more creative with their taste buds, and they, they, they're still 
there's still variance because we are all different human beings, but um, I think that's a really nice way to do it if you have picky eaters in your home or, you, or you're concerned you may have picky guests. Yeah. To be yeah. able to lay out some things like that. Do, yeah. do things that allow for people to cater to their own personal tastes and yeah. not feel, you know. Because the last thing I want is to host a party and have people walking away being like, oh my gosh, that was the worst <laughs> I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think too, like along with the encouragement to be creative, um, you have to um, be open to the possibility that this is not going to work <laughs> the way <laughs> the, the way that yes. you thought it would. Yes. And I know for me at least, that process actually was really discouraging. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to lock into one thing and just do it mm-hmm. and be done and have it figured out. Right. And that's just not the way cooking works. And that's not the way life works in yeah. general. No. Um, you have to be open to being flexible. Um, I feel like maybe we've already talked about the subject to a certain degree. Yeah. Did we with hospitality a little bit? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Just the, the concept of remaining open to being flexible. Yes. And one thing that works for a while may not work later. Yeah. Um, you're going to be able to cook a different way when you have teenagers than yes. you can when you have toddlers. toddlers. And yeah. there are challenges with both. There I are. will say, yeah. like your toddlers might be picky, but you're not going to be going broke feeding your toddlers. <laughs> that is very <laughs> once true. Once you have a few teenage boys in the household, oh my lands, like yes. God is good and he will provide. But <laughs> <laughs> How do you keep inspiration going for cooking for your family yeah when it's something you do three times a day seven days a week um it certainly like keeping inspiration fresh is important um pinterest has been a huge blessing to me yes and i know that (laughs) pinterest can be a little bit of a time pit for some people Mm -hmm. um and i would just encourage you if if it is that way for you um maybe cons- reconsider how you could use it truly as a tool. Um, for me, I have a pin board with multiple different um, categories that is just dedicated to recipes. I actually have one board that's like, you know, food, and then I have one board that's um, like desserts, and then another that's baked goods. So, sure. But my my general food board actually is broken down into like main courses and side dishes and salads and just it's very organized so that I can put stuff in a spot like if I see a recipe that looks interesting I can put it in a spot that I know I can come back to so when I'm feeling a little slumpy with not knowing (laughs) what I want to make for dinner for the next little bit I'll just peruse my my pin board and um get inspiration that way um that's amazing yeah. Mine I, is not like that. Are we surprised? No, we should <laughs> different. Be. We are so different in this. Before, Mine hang is on just a one. second. Oh, yeah, go for I got to tell you, my mother got me a subscription to Bon Appetit. Oh. oh. So I will share that with you. Oh, so that, that also has been a very new source of wow. inspiration. Wow, how fun. I totally interrupted you. No, no. Go. I jumped in with you. <laughs> this is what friends do. We interrupt each other and we love each other anyway. Um, no, so... Mine is literally just, it says food. Oh. Yeah. And it has like 5 million pins in it. Oh, <laughs> there yes. There is 
No rhyme, no reason, no organization. I see as something like, oh, that looks fun. Put it in food. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I could probably stand to have a little bit more order to that. That might make it a little easier. Well, I will also say I end up using Pinterest like a recipe book too. Oh, sure. So sure. it's, you know, I actually don't have, I mean, I have recipe books, but I don't have a recipe book that is like my collection of recipes. Right. Okay. Like a, like a physical one. Right. Pinterest really is my recipe okay. book. So for me, Pinterest, it's about the picture. Mm. So I see the picture and I'm like, I'll make that. Okay. I don't always even read the recipe. Yeah. I mean, I will if it's like baked see, goods, that, you know, where you need to have a thing. Yeah. But I'm just like, I put it in there to look at it and be like, oh, that looks pretty. I'll make that. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's fascinating, and that really is a great snapshot of how our brains work. <laughs> right. This and it and it's true. And a recipe follower yes. versus someone who just is garnering inspiration. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So for me, um, Pinterest is not so much uh, a time sucker mm-hmm. because I'm really just perusing inspiration, and then I'm off. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's what I needed. That was the spark that lit the the fire. There's no people I have to talk to on Pinterest. <laughs> so I feel like that's the You're problem like, with other forms of social media. Sure, it's like sure. all the people always talking. Yes. Well, the problem with how I use it is that if I had more money, I would be doing absolutely everything that ever inspired me, yeah, ever. There's that too. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Yeah, you, <laughs> there's, there's, there's things to guard against with Pinterest. For there sure. definitely <laughs> is, definitely with all the things. But yes, um, that is, uh, yeah. So that, that's a little more how I work and how yeah. I think. And you know how you did your beautiful calendar. Like that's oh your lovely, you, Are you Jessica about my is just fan? amazing. When it comes to organization, she is your woman. She wow. will like mm. map out your life for you and it will look beautiful and perfect. <laughs> and she will handwrite everything in her gorgeous handwriting it's amazing. But my house is frequently a mess. So like I can get a I can get <laughs> a list that looks really that. organized. <laughs> well, I just I want to be real and honest with people. <laughs> and my friends know it. That's true. <laughs> we all know it. We are yeah. all like that honestly. But um <clears throat> but yeah, but that's just not how my mind works. Mm-hmm. And it is interesting to see well well then what does inspire? What does inspire the different personality types when it comes to homemaking when it comes to cooking when it comes to baking all of that and for me it is it's a picture or a Mm -hmm. feeling it's Mm -hmm. it's an inspiration that then sparks that kind of thing yeah and for you it's more you know seeing something laid out and having that recipe that you can follow yeah yeah if I will say if you are a list person um I really cannot encourage a menu plan enough um particularly if your life is full um, if, if God has given you a lot of things to juggle, um, cooking is kind of like the, an anchor in our mm-hmm. home. Mealtime is an anchor. And, um, if, uh, if you're a list person, if your life is full menu plan, yeah, like it doesn't have to be fancy, yeah. but just, you know, it, it'll minimize the amount of shopping time you have. Yes. And it'll actually save you money too because it, it really does. Yeah. You're you're so right. There were some seasons when I had to discipline myself to do that. That doesn't mm-hmm. come naturally to me, and it's can be a bit of a struggle. But I needed to do that. Yeah, I needed to do that for our budget. I needed to do that for my family's sanity. Yeah, so that I knew every day what I was making in the kitchen, and I could get it going. And it was a huge yeah. blessing. But 
it just didn't come naturally. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really agree with you. Regardless yeah. of your personality type, there are seasons when that is a huge blessing. Yeah, definitely. Planning ahead. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't have to be like you do not need to buy a planner. To no. Recipe no, 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 no. <laughs> to to menu plan. Pull up some scrap paper. Yeah, literally. I like to do graphs for your really phone. work for my brain a lot. Right. And so I will literally just sketch out a simple graph of the week and write it down and then create my list from there. Yeah. So I try to do that like the night before I grocery shop. Right. Because I try to grocery shop and one of these days maybe we'll put a picture on of my Costco card. Her Costco cards (laughs) are magnificent. I just have to say I love shopping with her at Costco (laughs) because she always has two carts and they are overflowing with all the good things. Yeah. Like she's an amazing Costco shopper. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's, I, I try to do Costco maybe once every two to three weeks. And so I really try to load up so I don't have to. Right. And I, I do, I have to fill in with little grocery t- trips. Our Costco right. is 40 minutes away. Yeah. So I, yes. I can't. But you're also not just cooking for your five kids. Yeah. We, so both Ray and I, um, we have boarders who live in our homes. Um, so college, college students. And so we're we're cooking regularly for people beyond just right. our own family, right. and, and and just hosting. a lot of hospitality yeah. too. A lot so of hospitality. for us, Costco works. I know, yeah, Costco is not everybody's style, but um, anyhow, right. I I really try to minimize my trips to the grocery store, and so I like having a list the night before, planning it all out, going, and then it's done. Yeah. And it's one day of a really big chore, I will say. Yeah. Um, but then it's done for yeah. a while. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Anyhow. So what are some of your favorite ingredients to work with? Favorite kitchen tools? Mm, I mean, honestly, a favorite ingredient right now is citrus. I just feel well, like yeah. it's such a mercy that God gave us citrus in the wintertime. I agree. Yeah. Um, it's happy. It's bright. It looks bright, it tastes bright, it smells bright. So, yeah, yeah, that's a favorite ingredient at the moment. I think I'm inspired by the lemon pudding still. Right. <laughs> um, and a favorite kitchen tool. I mean, I use my Dutch oven all the time right yeah. now. Yeah. And it's so versatile. Yes. Um, yes. Everything from soup to early great crusty bread to... Yeah. Um, I mean, it's great for roasting up veggies in. Yes. It's, it's yes. very versatile. Yes. So I actually only have one. I was thinking I, I need to collect a few more Dutch ovens and maybe yeah. some different shapes. Yes. And Did you see my new one? Yes, I, I have. I love it. It's so pretty. So pretty. Yeah. It's a gorgeous so color. <clears throat> yeah, it really is. It's very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I love the pictures I, we need to share. I on know. Instagram. I know. I love my cast iron, my antique cast iron pans. Mm. They are just mm-hmm. my favorite. Yeah. So, I mean, I love my Dutch oven too. And I, I plan on cooking more with that this um, next year. But I really do love my antique cast iron pans. I just, they're, they're so versatile. You can do absolutely everything. I've made apple pie in them, I have done scalloped potatoes, roasted chicken. I yeah. mean, just everything in the oven in them, let alone what you can, you know. Just on the stovetop. Yeah. Absolutely love that. Um, I love a good whisk. We talked about that yes. earlier. Oh my goodness. A good whisk is I just... I use the whisk for the pudding. Yep. Keeps coming back to pudding, <laughs> pudding for me. <laughs> pudding. <laughs> you need to go home and make pudding. <clears throat> Something. Um, yeah, a good flat whisk for gravy. Uh, just a regular whisk. It's just... They're 
they're good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I love a good, like, you know, okay, so you have the rubber spatula, right? What do you call the other thing? Because we grew up calling them spatulas, just a regular spatula. Are you talking like, like a you flipper? You know, like a... Dig, like flip pancakes yes. with? Yeah, we called that a spatula. Okay, okay. And we would just say rubber spatula for the Versus thing that you like the, scrape yes, out the bowl yes. with. Okay, so spatula. I love, I have an antique one. You have a good one. It is so good. So good. It's like as thick as a piece of paper, Yeah. but it's as sturdy as can be. It's perfect for pancakes. It is perfect Have you done crepes pancakes? with it? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think I did actually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is, it's magnificent. Yeah. My mother-in-law in law and I spotted it in an antique store at the same time but I happened to get it first like we weren't like racing for it or anything we were both like oh that's really nice and I I had it in my hand and then I just like was carrying it around the store with me and she goes you're not putting that down are you just like nope she's like darn it and she has a love of she antique has a love. kitchen tools too yes she yeah. does she does so anyway that is definitely one of those absolute loves of mine I, I've literally been looking for a backup in case mm. this one breaks it's a good idea you know just to be like yeah. I but I haven't been able to find one yet it's mm. just that perfect perfect yeah. spatula um another um like a favorite ingredient for me one of them is butter oh yeah Irish butter oh and it's so accessible now so accessible Costco had a sale Costco. on it at Christmas time and I just loaded my cart with as much that's as they would amazing. let me that's amazing <laughs> <clears throat> um at Walmart right now they have their the big square one it's mm, only a dollar mm-hmm. 30. Oh nice. Which so is all you it's local ladies the price go get your of their your Irish butter, right? So I every time they only let me add 3 at a time to my cart. Yeah. I add 3 at a time. So that is the butter I like to have on the table. Yes. So I don't I, I don't do. cook with it. I don't cook with it. I save it. It's too expensive, but I love having it's bright yellow it's and glorious. it's glorious on homemade bread. It's so good. It is so good. You can, you can tell it's almost dinner time. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're both hungry. Yeah. Um so yeah, so that is definitely a favorite for for yeah. me. Um another ingredient. I I know this is going to sound silly, but I just I love vanilla. Mm, I use it all yep. the time. Every single day. I put it in my coffee every morning. Mm-hmm. I probably use it twice a day every day for something. Supposedly it's good for your thyroid. Like Is it really? Real vanilla, yeah. Real vanilla. Interesting. So I have been soaking for the last year now. It's been oh. soaking. So I have the refillable, like what are they never ending jar of how does that work? What's the right word? I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Where <laughs> it's just um you know perpetuating well (laughs) we're not sure what we're talking about now but you know you just like you take out until you see it needs to be refilled and then you fill it back up of vanilla yes of the jar of vanilla so like Ina Garten does this oh and she's had her vanilla for 30 years okay you have to share me share me (laughs) you have to share with me this method because I actually am not familiar with this okay so it's just a bunch of vanilla beans in a jar, right? So okay. one of those French swing top jars. Okay. It's like a liter size, I okay. think. And you fill it full of vodka and you soak it for six months. Okay. So I did that and we have been using it now. And then when it starts to get a little low, you just fill it back up again. Add some more vodka. Add some more it. vodka. Hmm. And then every so often, like once a year or so, you add more beans to it. You add more fresh beans. Oh, interesting. And then this part is so good. 
when you want vanilla bean, you take one of the vanilla beans, you cut it in half, and squeeze out. Oh my! All the gooey goodness. Oh my goodness! It's so good. So, <laughs> is the flavor? consistent enough like as you're oh, going yeah. through this process yep. of soaking and then adding more yep. Yep. so you don't see so much variance that no. it affects no because you don't let it get <clears> down <throat> so far that then when you add more it just waters it way down okay so you keep it you know you keep it topped off gotcha. but you know when you're talking a liter size yeah it takes a while to get down yeah but so my goal is to just that this will be the vanilla we have for I think that's so the cool. rest of our lives. Yeah. Hopefully I can give to Addie someday. Aww. You know, like with the sourdough, you can pass these things oh, on if you just keep them going. Yeah, so cool. So, yeah. Yeah, I have not been into that level of uh, cooking recently, but that that is... That is my love. I know it is. I love Your all love the like language. really traditional cooking methods, sourdough and ferments and yep. whole milk, whole raw milk is like, that actually probably is my favorite mm, ingredient sure. of like all time ever. Right, right. Because that's so versatile. Yeah. But yeah. Yep. Anyhow. Well, good stuff. Yeah. Good inspiration. <clears throat> now we're hungry and ready to go make dinner. Yes, indeed. Um, this might be a good time to just say... Um, we do have an email account yes. and if folks would like to send in questions or comments or give us suggestions for yes. future podcasts, please do. Um, we're at, um, the crowded table at gmail.com. Yep. I'm in charge of that and I'm, I will happily respond to you. Yes. Um, <clears throat> whereas so, I yeah. would not. <laughs> Yes. We yes. We are also on Instagram, <clears throat> which I am in charge of, and I will happily respond to you from there at the Crowded Table Podcast on Instagram. Isn't it? Is it? Yes. Did we oh, add the and podcast? you know what? The email account is the Crowded Table Podcast. podcast. Yes. At gmail.com. I'm sorry. There we y'all. go. <clears throat> there we go. Yeah. I think that's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So either way, shoot us an email. Yeah. Find us on social media. And if you enjoyed this podcast, we would love it if you would give it a like and if you would subscribe and share. Yes. So that other people can find us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Till we get this thing a little bit more figured out, we get we need you guys to, you know, give, give us, us that feedback. little boost. Yeah. Give us feedback, all of that good stuff. Yeah. All right. So until we visit with you next time, we'll see ya. Bye. Bye.